This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. Our under fives one was just going and going and going and we like went into your time. I apologize. We had loads of questions and if you're interested in watching that, that video will pop up at any moment uh, if you wanted to catch up on the under fives. Uh, Today, welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. I just wanted to apologize. We were supposed to do one in September, but well, we took a break in August, as you know, and then, like, a September arrived, and I was like, get my kid to school, you know, first time getting a kid to school. And then I blinked, and we were in October. So I'm so sorry. We forgot. We, I don't even know if we forgot or it just went past. But we're here. And uh, today we're talking about making up your mind about Halloween. And uh, this is a topic that we have covered year on and year on and year on. And I think it's really good to just create a space to talk about these things because... I don't know, the world's constantly changing. And it's been a couple of years since, you know, we've been able to do anything uh, together. And so I think it might be really good to talk about this. Um, As per usual, um, what I'll do is I'll share a little bit of stuff that I've been thinking about. And then I'll pray for us because I love it. And then I'll create some space for some questions and answers. And I will answer until the very last minute. And as we've seen, maybe a minute longer. And if there's any questions that I have not answered yet, what I'll do is I will, after all of the bedtime drinks, I will record my answers to it and we'll upload them to the conversation stream so that you will get an answer to your question, whether or not I get to it live or whether I answer it in the video later. Uh, So please feel free to start typing in questions now. It doesn't have to be about Halloween. It could be about fear or images that they see or scary movies or nighttime or anything. I sort of feel like the Halloween topic just encompasses like so much. So uh, feel free, um, if you're coming here with something on your mind that you're hoping I'll talk about, uh, then feel free to type it in and ensure that I do. Uh, So uh, yeah, we're going to start now. Um, The first thing that I think I wanted to say about this is that um, I don't assume that you've actually made up your mind about Halloween. So much of us, uh, what happens is that we just sort of like are just going on with life and it pops up and we're like oh okay uh you know it's happening at school or there's a thing there's a party going on or i don't know what we should do and it sort of as all of october did to me sneaks up on you and uh, we sort of feel uh, sometimes just carried along uh trying to figure out what to do on the fly and the first suggestion that i would um i would make for you is that it does take some actual time to give yourself a break and go okay what do i actually what do i actually think about this because i feel like in our church communities in our um our friendship groups in our churchmanships there are many different views of what to do about this some people see it as an amazing outreach opportunity that you know we should all be out there on the streets celebrating the lights of jesus the other people who feel like to engage with anything of Halloween is to engage with something evil and that's something they don't want to do and everything in between. And um, 
however you are, wherever you are on that phase, sometimes I would just suggest we examine it, even if you feel like you really do know what you think. Because I think sometimes knowing your reasons for this is really important. To look at scripture, to um, go to God and say, you know, what is right for our family um, is really, really important. When I, when I look at Romans 14, you know, Paul is talking about what he calls disputable matters. Um, and, and I love how even in the early church, there were, there were multiple things that different Christians were going, that's something we as Christians can do or can't do or should do or shouldn't do. And, uh, and he basically says, you know, if we are all, at, at, in verse 12, it says, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. And so therefore, it is our job as parents, as Christian parents, to say, this is what I believe. This is where I've landed on how we as a family are going to engage with Halloween. This is what I think and why. Often what happens is we arrive at the decision but can't quite say the why. And the why is so important. Why do you believe that? Is it because what you read in scripture? Is it because of what you feel God's whispering to you when you pray about it? Is it because of the community that you live in and the values that you have? What What is the why? So that when you say, this is what we've decided, it's not just because it's what we've always done or what I've always been told, but me as a parent looking at these specific kids, we are gonna pursue God in this way because we're accountable to God for what we choose. Um, and they're accountable to God for what they choose. And so I would encourage you to give yourself time with your friends, your partners, your church, to go, mm, I'm not sure, talk to me about this and, and help me decide and help me think through because I think I may be someplace else and that can be really um, important to that process. Um, and ask what God is saying to you because sometimes we take it out of context and sometimes I think there are places for where you've been placed and um, where you live, what the community is doing, uh, who God has called you to be in that place. And that is a really significant part of those choices as well. The second thing I would suggest is that you come up with a really comfortable way for you of explaining it to your children and equipping them to embrace that value. Often what we do is we just give them the answer. This is what you can and cannot do. You can go to a party. You can't go to a party. This is, you know, what I'm going to say to your school. And they are powerless in the process. But what we're doing now is we're teaching them how to engage with a world that isn't God-centered. And that is a really useful skill. It's a great opportunity. Halloween is a fantastic opportunity to talk about these things. This is more than just what Halloween is about. This is, you live in a world that's going to do all sorts of stuff that is going to be murky and not sure of how we're going to do it. And I'm going to teach you how to figure that out right now. And so use it as a learning teaching opportunity of how we're going to learn how to engage with world stuff. Um, one of the things I would suggest when you're explaining it is break it into pieces. Sometimes with Halloween, we just go, this is Halloween, and we, we shove everything that has to do with Halloween, images and pictures and movies and dressing up and celebration, and we shove it all into one box, and then we go, this is how we engage with Halloween. And I find that that can be um, difficult for kids to engage with and doesn't quite teach them a lot. And I'd suggest you break that big thing into pieces so you can talk about it. So take out the piece about people enjoying being scared. Why do people do haunted houses? Why is that fun? And why do people think that's fun? And to actually be able to talk about it, um, because there's some really interesting conversations in there about how you know people know people are scared by these things. And so sometimes people choose to go to a haunted house because they think that 
that this will be a time to to not be afraid of the things that they really are afraid of in real life, but it can kind of make it fun and they think maybe that will make it less scary. And I'm not, that's for me, that's not what I like doing because I don't want those pictures in my head. Why would I put more of those pictures in my head? I don't enjoy that, nor do I enjoy people scaring me or like jumping out and surprising me, not a fan. But some people like that that physical feeling of, of having that rush and that's how they get it, but there's a lot of side consequences to that. However you choose to do it, to, to let them explore it. So it's not a mystery, it's, it's something that you pick up and you look at and you explore together. Um, sometimes it's about what images are in your mind and why images are scary and what they make you feel and why we're responsible for what goes in our head and how, you know, when our brain takes those pictures, it keeps those pictures and brings those pictures back up to talk about it. And that's why when we're in bed, when we've seen a movie that scares us, um, it keeps popping up because our brain's like, what about this? I feel powerless about this. And so sometimes we need to coach them on what to do with pictures that get in your head and how to protect your brain from pictures and why pictures get stuck in your head. What's your brain mechanisms of that? and what to do when those pictures pop up, how you crumple them up and throw it away, how you replace those images. There's loads of that in there. So sometimes we just say, no, we don't celebrate Halloween. If you're on the don't celebrate Halloween side, you say we don't celebrate Halloween because we don't. But actually there's a really interesting strand to talk about that we can learn from. And so whether you choose to do outreaches, whether you choose to engage, whatever you choose to do, pull out a strand and have a conversation about it because it's a really useful conversation. Um, partnering, how do you be in the world but not of the world? And how do you choose what's something that's okay to engage with or not? Like all of those. And so to sit down and say, okay, we've been invited to a Halloween party. How do we make that decision? Well, mm, interesting. What about this? What about this? What about that? What about, is it an opportunity to evangelize? Is it an opportunity to say no to something of the world? What do we, or not evangelize? Is it something about just walking in and not being afraid? Talk to me about what you think is wise. And to engage with that conversation allows them to have those conversations about that, of, of what's using an opportunity and what's an integrity issue and all sorts in between. Every family will decide differently. However you decide and help them pull those strands out, equip them for the choices. Don't just make the decision and say, yes, this is the decision for, yes, we're going to go on out in the streets and hand out candy, or we're going to do this to say, you know, we're going to do this and therefore we're going to run into people who are going to ask us what we're doing or who are going to disagree with us or who are going to be confused by our choices uh, to engage or to not engage. And so how are you going to answer that? And what do you think about that? And why do you think it's right? And to equip them. Sometimes kids need a sentence. If somebody asks you about this, this is what I say to people. What do you feel comfortable saying? Or um, those kind of things. It's this back and forth comfortability of equipping them with what to say, how to engage. Um, if you, if they school those things that you're not a big fan of, you know, to equip them to say no, thank you, or to say I don't like this one, but can I have something else? Or if they look, you know, some children we've we've worked with families who they're, you know, it's very Halloween at school, and their particular family didn't want them to engage at all, and so they would they would hand out a craft, and the kid had to be confident enough to say. I don't feel comfortable doing any of these projects, but I do feel comfortable doing a unicorn paper mache. And uh, the teacher can give that permission to do that, and you can follow that up with a conversation. But our kids need to be equipped in what to do or how to do it. Um, however it is, whether it's you know going out and giving candy on the streets, participating in it, to be equipped with whys and, uh, and what to say. Uh, and sometimes, particularly in this age group, it can be really 
helpful to let them in on the wider church community. When they're younger, we, we tend to create the reality of this is what we choose, this is what's right, this is how we do it. And then sometimes we get to the point where they're going to become aware that other Christians don't necessarily <laughs> are on the same page with us. And that is not something to be afraid of, but actually something to be really interested in, to say, yes, some Christians, and to start the conversation that says, some Christians believe this, some Christians believe this. It's every Christian's job to look at the Bible and to talk to God about it and to say, this is what I think is right. And this is how we make the decision for our family. And I know this is how this family decides what's right for their family. Uh, and all we can do is control ourselves and all we can do is to do our best with our family choices. And one day, when you're an adult, you may look at the Bible and talk to God about it and decide something different for your family. But for now, you're my family, so this is what we're choosing to do because this is what I feel is right for us and God. And, you know, what do you think about that? And that's a really important conversation for them. So they don't all of a sudden come out and go, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's not a one perfect answer for everything. Uh, and then it shakes them. If we give them that framework, then it's something that can shake them. And the last thing I would just suggest is that we work really hard, work really hard, really hard, folks, on not judging each other. Because parenting is hard enough. Being a Christian parent is hard enough, much less being Christian parents who disagree with each other about this thing and judge each other on it. It's hard. It's hard. And, you know, when I look at Romans 14, he's constantly saying, who are you to judge someone else's servant? Why are you judging and making it harder for each other? You know, create space for each other. I would love for us to be a Christian community of people who have all looked at scripture, who are all trying to please God, who all feel that we're accountable to what God is calling us to as families, who can say, I get your choices, and what can I do to support you and your family in that? And, and to be confident to say, this is my choices and this is what I need from you to help create space so that we can follow God in our way. To be a supportive community who defends each other, even if we don't agree with each other, is really, really important. And as we explain to our children <laughs> what we believe, it can be really easy to say, we believe this. Some people are nuts and disagree with us, and that is wrong. We are right. And when we get there, then we're teaching them to, to judge other people. And it's really important to say our job is to, to look at this and to pursue this and to do this and to honor other people in their choices too. Uh, and that can be a real uh, important thing for us. So uh, let me pray for us and then I'll go to the questions. If you have a question, uh, write it in and I'll try to answer as much as I can about anything. Um, yes, so let me pray. God, I thank you that you have not hidden us away, but have placed us in communities of people who don't know you. And however you are speaking to us and stirring our hearts and calling us to respond to this opportunity, this moment, this understanding, I thank you that you are a God who gives us guidance. And God, I pray that you would bring peace to all the parents who are listening. I pray that you would clear our minds of the shoulds and the woods and the, if I was a good parent I might and all of that and that we may just hear you and hear what's right for our family in this place in this season that we may stand before you and say this was my best to follow uh, what you were saying in holiness I pray that you would fill each parent with peace in this season and give them creativity and wisdom as they um, face these difficult questions and uh, <laughs> the questions that the kids ask them too in Jesus name Amen 
So feel free to type in any question you have uh, about anything, and uh, I shall attempt to do it. So we have... Um, Ah, so someone was saying that, you know, use it as an outreach opportunity, you know, bake something, give a cake cookie to those who open the door to your children, give something back. So um, some people are trick-or-treating, but doing reverse. So bringing things to people and opening up great conversations. Uh, someone else says, the why is a huge question and splits us as some do celebrate Halloween and some don't. Do you have a biblical reasoning why we should or shouldn't engage? Um, yeah, there's biblical reasons for me on both sides and when I listen to people who uh, are convinced that we shouldn't uh, they you know pull out things about having nothing to do with evil and uh, things about not having to do with which is and keeping yourself apart and keeping yourself holy on the other side I see um, people talking about how you know Paul walked into the, the the place where there was all these these idols and people worshiping them and picked one and said that's the unknown God that that is the God that I know, and uh, beginning to talk about the unknown God, not saying this is the idol that I know, but sort of finding, walking into a context and bringing light into that. Also talking about not hiding your light on, under a bushel and being in the being in the darkness, and, and those people feel like engaging with Halloween and maybe bringing um, light into that place and bringing Jesus' hope into that is part of the missional call. Uh, whether people see like it's a personal integrity issue for not touching evil, I think you can find all sorts of things in there. You know, you can look at the biblical stuff uh, that they were talking about at the beginning about eating food that was given to idols and how to keep yourself pure and all that stuff. There's there's really interesting stuff about how to engage in, in scripture. And I'm sure what you can do is look up why not to engage with Halloween and why to engage with Halloween. You'll find lots of different answers. Um, even on our website, Parenting for Faith, we look up Halloween and I'm sure Iona can give you some things. We have, you know, different advice and different, not advice, different experiences of people who've chosen different ways. Um, to do it. And so I think there is lows biblically um, on how to choose to be in the world and not of the world. And some people in this season about this topic feel that not being of the world at all is where they feel like they want to land. And some people feel like the being the in the world part is where they want to land. And uh, that really is up to you and God and what you feel is right for your season. Um, we are having a light party at church in our kids' group on Sunday, 31st. Any top tips? We're having a short talk. What would you say on this topic to a group of 5 to 11-year-olds? Um, for me, I mean, it really depends. There's so many things you can talk about. Um, for me, one of the things that I really find powerful is when I when I had cancer, um, We, uh, my kid came up with this... Um, this thing about how, how he loved lighting candles around me and then turning off all the lights because because um, the light is so beautiful in the dark. And uh, for me, sometimes I feel like we talk about how light combats the dark and pushes the dark back and the dark is. And, uh, and I found that really powerful, that, that um, the light is so beautiful in the dark and so it gives so much hope in the dark and so much beauty you know we, we all do this you know, we have mood lighting you know turn off all the lights so the light can look beautiful and um and i would suggest you have people come in and tell stories of of dark times in their lives where the light of god was the beautiful thing was in it because sometimes uh we talk about how the light pushes all the darkness back and then it was all great and there are times where your life is really really dark um but there's this beautiful light of god in it and who is god in in the midst of that and that celebration of not being alone in the dark 
but um, the, the God whose light is powerful and transforming and beautiful uh, in the midst, I find really powerful. That's personally what I love. Um, school have a Halloween disco. Not quite sure what to do. Oh, that one's tough because it kind of depends on what kind of disco it is. And so it kind of depends on what you want to do. You can go a million different routes with this. You can have in your head, if you're, if you're someone who's like, I don't mind them engaging with fine, you know, non-image-based discos if it's not going to have lots of goose and goblins and celebrating darkness and gross murdered people around. If it's just literally a disco, you may be like, I'm okay with that. But if it is going to have all that imagery, I'm not okay with that. Uh, and so it could be that you you figure out what you believe about it and what you think your line is. And then you just call up the organizers and say, can you just tell me a bit more about the decorations? Because... We're not a family who's really big on the whole spooky thing and uh, just need to know what you're planning on doing so we can choose what to engage with. And they'll probably tell you, well, it will look like this and look like this, and then you can decide how, how you want it to be. Um, depending on how old your kid is, you know, you might want to say, well, this one's on the line. And so, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be there. They said there's going to be some cobwebs, but not scary things. I'm sort of in two minds about this. Let's talk about it. What do you think is wise? What do you think is good for your heart? What do you think is good for us? And you can decide together. Or if you just think, you know what? Engaging with this counts as something, and this is where I stand, and this crosses the line, then you can just explain it to your kid and say, you know, that's not something I feel like where that sort of crosses the line in terms of doing this. And so, however, I don't know where you have landed on your decision, how broad your margins are, but I think there's a... I think sometimes we try to make it all okay for our kids and say, you know, no, 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 we're not missing out on anything. There's loads of things that following God means that we miss out on. Um, that doesn't mean that we have to find exact particular alternatives to it. It just means that's just part of walking with God is that we choose a path of lots of things that we get. And there are some things that we choose to put down for the sake of the health that God has called us to and the relationship that we have. And that's some of that is just... You know, so it really depends on on what it is. But I would suggest you think through what you think and why, and then you can then go, okay, well, does this fit into my structure? Rather than taking every new opportunity and then trying to decide what you think of it, I think that can be really tiring. Uh, and so if you think of this is what I think, all right, now how do I how does this match up, and where do I think I want to engage with it? That's much better than going, well, this is a new one. Now we have to start from scratch again. So I'd suggest you, you head for that. Um, I don't see any other questions coming up. Whatever you choose to do, I hope that you have a, a wonderful, peaceful, joyful experience as family during this season uh, and that you um, enjoy the leaves and getting out. We will be back next month. I can't for the life of me remember what we'll be talking about, but it is scheduled and we will be here. I'm sure Iona will tell you about it in the comments. But um, if you have further questions or things that are bugging you, please do engage. There's loads of articles on the website. And if you have a question, send it in, and we will definitely answer it. In the meantime, bless you. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.